You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Are unrealistic expectations harming your marriage? That is the title of today's podcast episode with the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast with Nick and Amy. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome. I think we all go into marriage having these expectations of what things are going to look like <laughs> and how they should be, and then we get disappointed. No, no, nobody goes into marriage with expectations. I know I did. I'm just joking. <laughs> what were some of the your expectations <sighs> before we got married? And then I'll share some of mine. Okay. And I'm sure they're pretty similar. I'm sure they are. I went into marriage expecting my husband to be a provider. I expected my husband, you, to... And I'm not just saying have to be the full provider. I just mean like hold a job. (laughs) I really expected that. I expected my husband slash you to be loyal. I expected you to... Have a good friendship with me. I expected you to want to have babies and be a parent. And I... So I think we're talking about, like, unrealistic expectations. Well, you asked me... Oh. You... Oh. Because as you first read it out, I'm like, wait. Did I not have babies with you? Wait. Did I... You said go... I know. I'm just saying those are what I expected. Because I felt like those are healthy expectations. So we're talking about things that aren't healthy. So what are some of the expectations you had... Going into marriage that maybe you were a little disappointed oh. in. Oh. And, and keep this list to 20 or less. <laughs> I don't have 20. Um, I expected... I expected my husband to... Maintain his hair? Nope. He didn't? Nope. I expected my husband to give me flowers on Valentine's Day. Have I not done that? Well, I did miss yeah. one, yes. I year, know. year one? <laughs> oh, I'm 20 for 21 then. Okay. I expected my husband to read my mind. I'm just joking. I'm totally joking. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what real unrealistic expectations. I, I don't think I had unrealistic expectations. I think I had realistic ones. Oh, that's good. Well... But I know there's a lot of people that have had some unrealistic expectations that it's probably hurting their marriage. What about you? Let's hear you answer. Well, I think I think when you get married, you think that, yeah, you're going to go through tough times. But I think when you're dating and everything, you think, oh, everything's so perfect. This is going to be easy. We're always going to agree on certain things. And that that obviously is not realistic. That's not going to happen. I think... You know, you were you were all over me before we got married, meaning that you were always like kissing me and very affectionate. And so yes. I thought, oh man, she's when we get married, this is gonna be like it's gonna be like 
Well, we literally you proposed after three weeks. Well, yeah, of that's meeting true. Me, so I was like, oh man, she can't keep her hands off me. When we get married, she's gonna be just all over me. And so Nick thought the in fact infatuation stage was yeah, gonna I stay that forever. Would, I thought that would last at least twenty twenty one years. Even if I did go bald, I still thought that would at least last. Uh, I had expectations that I would have my hair for my whole life, and that didn't happen. Can you tell that Nick's like caught up on his hair? <laughs> you know what's on my mind. I've baby. never said one thing about your hair, and he's, I know I'm just teasing. I got so some. Funny. I got something on my mind. But uh. anyways, um, yeah, I think we just we have these expectations that everything is going to be like perfect and. What you're saying is that you think along. that everyone thinks that it's going to be just the way. It's going to stay the way that when you're dating or first falling in love, it's going to stay like that forever. I'm not saying everyone, but I think a, a good majority of people probably have those expectations. Cause or when hopes. Yeah, or have those hopes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, that your kids are going to be perfect and everything's <laughs> going to be happy. And anyways. You're going to live in this big house, make lots of money, make love every single night and live happily ever after like all the princess movies. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. I, I thought I think that. Nick watched too many Disney movies. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I wouldn't watch any Disney movies. Um, okay, well. Anyways, so. We're back gonna, to reality. That back to is re not going to happen. We're going to talk about the unrealistic expectations and what you should do or not do. And then we'll talk about realistic expectations. And you can determine if you have any unrealistic expectations that you're battling. We should have thrown a poll out that said, is marriage disappointing to you? And is I hope... Is marriage disappointing? Well, if you go in with really high expectations that are unrealistic, you're going to, like, year one, you're going to be like, oh, this is one I, not what I thought it was going to be, right? And that's when people start getting depressed about it or frustrated with marriage or frustrated. They just lose that spark, right? Yeah. So I would hope that if we did take a poll like that, the 100% said, no, I love my marriage, but that's probably not the case. Uh, and we didn't lose the spark, but like the comedian said, the dog just peed on the spark. <laughs> so it can be relit. <laughs> Anyways, marriage changes. That's the entire point. But I think it's, it's a conversation that should be had before marriage about what marriage is really like and how to make it amazing, even though it's, it changes, right? Love Love changes, it, it deepens. But I think for most couples that are not happy in their relationship, it, a lot of it can probably be pinpointed to unrealistic expectations. For sure. So that's, that's the point we're going to try to make in this podcast is if you have realistic expectations and recognize what are unrealistic and what are normal in marriage, um, hopefully you can look at your marriage as a from a totally different outlook or totally different view and start to appreciate the things that you do have and and recognize what's realistic and unrealistic. Absolutely. So let's let's dive in. Okay. Unrealistic expectation number one that your spouse should fulfill your every need. Ooh. I don't know that Ooh. I ever had that expectation. And I you That's oh. because yours is fulfilled. <laughs> oh, <it's>, well <laughs> what <laughs> he doesn't uh, have anything to say. Literally I don't. I feel all of your I'm needs. Speechless, yes. But but I think you and I are both pretty independent people in a lot of I, ways. I and... think that our needs aren't super high, though. I think that I'm not trying to like brag and be like, oh, we, we have this amazing marriage where we take care of each other's needs. The thing is, is that I don't feel like we both have a ton of needs. I feel like we're very um, easygoing. Um, our 
My needs list is probably greater than Her, yours. It, well, yeah, probably. But it might be because you're fulfilling my naturalist. I don't feel like I need it. Like, oh. it's not... Do you know what I mean, though? And it's not, oh, we're so great at fulfilling needs or anything. It's just... I think that maybe a little, we're, maybe we figured out the expectation thing and maybe we're a little more simple. Maybe we don't have a whole list of needs like some people. Like a lot of women think, oh, I need this, 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 and done. My husband has to be so romantic. I've got to be feeling perfect. I've got all these things and then we'll make love. So I, it depends on like how big your list is and expecting your spouse to fill that list before you can be intimate is really going to, wreck your marriage, right? And I think that the more you can simplify your need list and say, okay, what do I really need? And can I simplify that so it's not like a high maintenance kind of list, but hey, our emotional intimacy connection is 20 minutes a night and that takes care of my need. And and you're getting your need, the sexual, let's make it twice a week and that needs getting met. And I, I think we can simplify needs, don't you think? Yeah, and I think it falls in line with the second thing, which is your spouse should be the sole source of your happiness. If you're in a relationship where you feel like your spouse should be the the sole source of your happiness, then you're going to think that your spouse should fulfill every your every need. For sure. But your spouse shouldn't be the sole source of your happiness, obviously. I mean, that's For a big sure. part of it, but there's a lot of other things that should make you happy in life. Um you know, and ho- that's, hobbies that's where and friends, in, right? and yeah, exactly. Finding that balance. Um, I think an- another unrealistic expectation is you should always be the center of your spouse's attention. What do you think that means? Oh, you should always be the center of your spouse's attention. I think that people that have that mindset are never going to be fulfilled because oh you're you're looking at your phone or you you have hobbies or you would rather do this than be with me and that jealousy kicks in that's going to really mess up intimacy right absolutely so making sure that you have healthy balance with with hobbies uh, well this goes hand in hand with number 2 your spouse shouldn't be the sole source of your happiness I find happiness from going to lunch with friends once in a while or having a girls night I find happiness and playing pickleball with the ladies a couple mornings, a couple mornings a week. Like there's other things that bring me happiness. I don't put that all on you. Yeah. Right. And that's where balance my my kids going to my kids stuff or doing stuff for my kids brings me happiness. I don't put that responsibility all on my husband. Like I think that's very um, responsible, mature, and 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 very healthy. Yeah. To do. You can't expect your spouse. And I feel like this also changes with stages of life because I feel like the more kids we had, then the older they got, and the more I had on my plate, the more I couldn't expect you to fulfill. I, I don't know. Like you almost get so busy that you can't expect your spouse to be that person, right? Because you have so much other stuff going on. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Love yeah. it. I think one of the biggest things that uh, biggest unrealistic expectations that couples have across the board is you you fall in love and you have a lot of things in common. So you expect that your spouse is always going to perceive things the same way or, you know, maybe they're going to be the same with raising kids or things like that. And I think that's the biggest shock to mm-hmm. a lot of couples is that you're not going to perceive things the same way. I mean, even this morning, Amy and I uh, disagreed on something, which is totally fine. You know, I have my perception of things. She has her perception of things. It's totally normal and it's totally fine 
to look at things or perceive things a different way. We also have expectations based upon how we were raised, like, For sure. you know, what our perception of life is and things like that. And so it's really uh, completely unrealistic to expect that your spouse is going to perceive things the same way or manage things the same way or feel the same way about things, right? Yeah. Well, and I like that you brought up that example. Like today we had a disagreement just this morning. It was very simple and it was over a parenting thing. And I had to step back and be like, he doesn't have the nurturing genes that I have. He's a man. He is literally built different than me. So even though I was bugged by it, I had to step back and be like, I'm only bugged because it's not what I would have done. But that doesn't make mine right or his wrong. It literally, or vice versa. It's literally like we're just different and we have different priorities or ways to do things, right? And thank goodness I'm the mom and he's the dad and that balances each other out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Another real unrealistic expectation is that your spouse will never change. (laughs) That that what you married is always going to be exactly the same. Oh. I, th- I think everyone learns that one pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, we had a, a well, I was going to say we had a podcast with with Dr. Wyatt Fisher, and one of the things we talked about is things are going to change. Yes, like, circumstances. Circumstances change. Uh, he mentioned that something like, you're, the more you go through things in life, the more you get stronger the more you evolve the the more wisdom you get and things like that so naturally change is good i mean you're going to change you're going to change your perception or views on certain things based upon what you learn and what you experience and that that's okay your bodies are going to change your personality Mm -hmm. might change a little bit i feel like my personality is a lot different than what it was the day amy and i got married because of certain things that we've experienced and gone through Oh, absolutely. So, you know, whether that's good or bad, the, the fact is my, <laughs> my personality has changed a lot. So um, to have that unrealistic expectation that your spouse will never change is, is completely unrealistic. Yep. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that one. <laughs> um, and I laugh at this next one, but the expectation that you'll spend all your time together. Um, I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> Amy and I spend a lot more time together than the average couple does. And a now. lot of, a lot of people think how, you know, I could never do that. Right. Yeah. Some people like would hate that. <laughs> right. We think it's all fun and games, but some people, yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. people wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to last. But, but even, even in our situation, like it's good for, I mean, Nick and I both look for opportunities to leave so we can come back and connect because it's healthy to be away and then come back together. So I'm not, yeah, I definitely don't think that most people want all their time spent with their spouse. I think it's very healthy to be apart and then miss each other, right? Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Any other things that we missed as far as unrealistic expectations? I'm sure there's so many... I'm sure that men would add to that list. I thought when I got married that I'd be having sex all the time. Well, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and, and I agree. I agree with that. Like I thought, you know, oh, we're, we're going to be making love all the time and that's going to be, that's going to be the way it is. And, and it's not, and, it, and that's okay. But that's why you have to continue to have those conversations and talk about things together yeah. as a couple. 
and find out, okay, for our relationship, what is realistic? Is yeah. it realistic to expect that we can be making love twice a week, you know? Or once, or, or once. three times, or whatever works for you. Yep. Exactly. So you have to have those conversations. So now let's dive into the realistic expectations, and I like this list. I okay. think this list is good. We were just told in the last episode, well, one of the last episodes with Dr. Fisher, that the new word... Was it, did he say Webster's or where did he get it from? Yeah. The new word for 2024 is authenticity, which means being real, right? Our world needs to be a little more real. And hopefully this list is a little more realistic to create happiness. Okay, so jump in. Jump in. Okay, number one, conflict is a part of every single marriage. Yeah, I mean... I used to I used to kind of look before we got married, um, kind of look at couples and think, oh, if they're arguing, they got issues, right? Like you <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, you have no idea what to expect from marriage, but yep. conflict is part of every single marriage. In fact, I would say if you don't have conflict in your marriage at certain times, something's probably wrong. Oh, for sure. Actually, I've heard a quote once that said, if there's never conflict, you have a really unhealthy marriage because somebody, one of the spouses is not able to speak freely or their needs speak about their needs because there's no way that a marriage can never have conflict unless someone is controlling everything and i really i was like that's interesting because if both people are free to speak how they feel there is going to be conflict yeah naturally naturally and and that's okay it's how you resolve the conflict how you resolve the disagreements how you deal with it during it too yep I like the next one too. Occasional annoyance and disappointment are natural emotions in any relationship. It's, it's uh, totally true. There's going to be sometimes your spouse is going to annoy you or disappoint you. This is totally normal. We like getting back to it. Like we all experience things differently and have different perceptions of things. And so we're naturally going to react differently to different situations. We're going to annoy the heck out of our spouse sometimes amy amy probably sees me do this on a daily basis <laughs> well we would do work together all day every day so should i be honest yeah, yeah you should be honest yeah absolutely. we're absolutely different and we do things differently so absolutely we get annoyed we're human it's yep. where you take that annoyance. Do you roll your eyeballs and become disrespectful? Or do you say, okay, why am I annoyed with this? And how can I realize that I'm only annoyed because it's coming from my perspective only, right? Like we talked about. And let it go. Yep. I mean, annoyance is really a choice, right? Uh, absolutely. Or a, or a miscommunication. Yep. I agree. We got nothing to add. I speechless. You, you were right on. <laughs> Uh, the next one is mistakes will be made by both of you. Um, I don't know that I've ever made a mistake, but I guess, you know, <laughs> I guess that could be true. Yeah, right. I, I've i made so many mistakes. I'm surprised Amy didn't uh, dump me on the side of the road years ago. <laughs> you fixed your mistake. Oh, man. I said mistake, not mistakes. Oh, I've got, add like four S's to that. Mistakes. Only four mistakes in 22 years. No, I'm saying add a bunch of S's so that it's like multiplied by... (laughs) Nick deserves an award. Yeah, right. 
Mistakes are going to be made. Mistakes. You're, you're going We're to human. make. You're going to make dumb decisions. I've made my fair share of dumb decisions. We like made... it just that's part of learning and growth through life. So give your spouse a little bit of grace. I We've mean, made bad decisions together. Absolutely. <laughs> really, really stupid decisions. Um, the next one is responsibilities around the house should be shared. That is a realistic expectation. Ooh, hot topic. Hot topic. Hot topic? This is a really hot topic. Responsibilities around the house should be shared. I think that was the biggest mistake that we made the first 15 years of our marriage. I was like, oh, I'll just do everything, and then I'll still stay happy Stay happy in the marriage. Yeah, no. Major resentment. Major resentment. I can't tell if there's any resentment there. Was there any <laughs> resentment there? No, not now. But what what happened? What did we do to change things? I said no more. You communicated. I communicated better. That's right. Yeah. Communication right. in all things, right? Our communication sucked big time when we were in our early gotta, stages, but we've definitely got a little bit better. I got to pull up the podcast episode on this because it's hard to find in... If you go into the list... Um. Hold on. Keep talking about it while I look it up. Yeah. Well, while you're looking that up, we'll talk about the next one, which is trust is the bedrock of the relationship. I think... Oh, go back. Stop. Episode 189. Your husband cannot read your mind. We talk all about responsibilities around the house and how... Oh, we just dive deep into that because this is like when I say hot topic, it's because it's causing so much contention in so many marriages. And so the whole point of that episode was literally communication. This is how a good idea is to break it up, how the wife, even if she's a stay-at-home mom, can't take on everything, how she feels burned out. But at the same time, she can't expect you to know that she needs help with something or I don't like the word help because it's literally a partnership. Anyways, we dive into that. That's a great episode. So go back and listen to that one if that's a hot topic in your relationship. Because responsibilities around the house, like, I don't know. That's just, that can cause a lot of contention. Yeah. It just can't. Yeah, for Sorry. sure. No, no, yeah. I think that's a great point. And again, in that episode, you're exactly right. We, we talked about so many of those things. So that's a good episode for someone to go listen to for sure. Very important. So Very go back important. and yeah. check that one out. Okay, back, sorry, next to the next one, which was responsibilities. Or trust. Oh, trust. Trust is the trust. bedrock of the relationship. I mean, I I think that's so true. If you lose trust with your, with your spouse, um, you're in trouble. But how is trust built? I think... By setting boundaries and then keeping them together, right? Setting them together and then keeping them. So in our marriage, we... We set some boundaries when we first got married around certain things, opposite sex, social media, all those different things. And 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 trust takes time to get built because we got married really, really quick, right? So we, yeah, I absolutely trusted him when we got married. But as a lifetime partnership, committed marriage, there were things that we hadn't been through together that we were about to go through together now that we were married. And so setting those boundaries and then watching both of us follow those boundaries and protect those boundaries is what builds deeper trust every year of the marriage. Mm -hmm. 
So that's why we like are so strong on setting boundaries together because I literally believe that that's where trust comes from. And trust can get, if, if something's broken, I, I truly believe that trust can get rebuilt. I just feel like sometimes that starts back at ground zero and then you got to take baby steps to rebuild that. Well, and, and a lot of times trust can be broken because the boundaries haven't been set and sure. one spouse doesn't know that they're doing anything wrong, for right? For sure. And the other spouse is like, how could you do this? This is horrible. Well, that's why, again, why we constantly talk about how important it is to talk about how you're going to handle different situations or what's okay and not okay in certain things. Like, you know, are you, are you going to follow other people of the opposite sex on social media? Why is that okay? Why is that not okay? I mean, you have to establish those things and talk about those things as a couple. Well, and this is, if you know our story, it's we, we set really good boundaries around all those things, but we didn't set good boundaries around financial intimacy. Correct. And that's... And then we had some serious trust issues because of finance stuff at the beginning of our marriage. So I just think every area of intimacy, finance, sexual, social media, emotional, conflict, resolution, during conflicts, like all those things that we talk about, there needs to really be boundaries set for every single one of them that protects your marriage, right? Exactly. And trust is built. So Exactly. So important. Another realistic expectation you both should have is that mutual respect is key. Now, we often think that if we mutually respect each other, we're going to agree on things. But again, that's not the case. It doesn't mean you have to agree on things, but you need to have respect for your spouse, for how they perceive something, for how they feel about something. Um, I I say this uh, often, but if Amy feels a different way about something I need to totally respect how she feels whether I agree with it or I disagree with it because if it's important to her it should be important to me and I would oftentimes rather err on the side that even if I don't agree with something I still will because I respect her will still do something a certain way or do what she wants or whatever because that's that's what you do to show mutual respect to each other is you there's give and take in everything and vice versa absolutely absolutely ah, i love the next one realistic expectations expect intimacy and passion absolutely everyone should expect this i i know how often how often do we hear from people that say when we first got married things were crazy and awesome and then you know, shortly after everything completely stopped. Or we hear people say that, oh, before we got married, she was all over me. She wanted to kiss me and cuddle and this and that. And then the second the wedding ring went on, there was no affection at all. Yep. We hear that all the time. And I don't, you know, I can't sit here and say why that happens or why it doesn't happen. But I think a lot of times we have these expectations around intimacy and passion and expect that, oh, things are going to be just awesome. But then life hits and jobs and kids and the stresses of life. And that can have a profound impact on both those things. Absolutely. And I, I believe that every spouse, almost every spouse, unless there's health issues, I believe that every single spouse gets married to have a passionate marriage. I don't think anyone signs a marriage contract to be with one person forever thinking, oh, I just want another roommate. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like a wife isn't like, oh, sign me up for no emotional intimacy and no romance the rest of my life. No. And no husband is like, oh, sign me up to never make love again. Like that... We all expect this when we get married. We all expect this, which is why I... It's a realistic expectation. I'm so confused why so many marriages are struggling with the intimate part of it. Because, like, what did you expect? Like, it's marriage, right? Yeah, this is a realistic expectation, yet so many marriages struggle with this, this single thing. And that comes back to communication, but also looking like, what does real commitment mean? Like, what... Did you did you expect this when we got married? Because I sure did. What has happened? You know, what is causing this to not, I don't know, not be a need anymore? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So tough. I mean, if you're, if you're a couple that's struggling with your intimacy and passion, you need to sit down and have these talks about your sex expectations and what's going on in and out of the bedroom. You have to sit down. And talk about these things no matter how difficult this conversation could be. You have to talk about those things. Absolutely. And emotional intimacy equally important, if not more. Absolutely. Yep. Um, A realistic expectation is to never resort to verbal or physical abuse. Um, I... That's unacceptable Absolutely. to physically or verbally abuse your spouse or each other. Uh, This should just never happen. Never. Not and you shouldn't tolerate it ever. And and finally, the another one is show compassion to one another. Hmm. Compassion's a good word. Compassion means caring, which we talk about all the time on social media. Like literally, the first step to an amazing marriage is caring. Yep. It's caring. Like compassion is caring. Like generally caring about how your spouse feels, how their needs are met, if if they're feeling loved in the way that they feel loved. Like caring is key to a healthy marriage. We all wanted to be cared for. That's why we got married. We picked a best friend, right? That we wanted to be exactly. lovers with. We didn't just pick another best friend in life. We picked a best friend that is our lover. Big difference, right? Exactly. I agree 100%. <laughs> If you feel like there's some conflict or, you know, things just aren't where you want it to be in your relationship, I really think you should sit down and talk about the realistic and unrealistic expectations that maybe you're having in your marriage. can almost guarantee that if there is conflict, there's probably an imbalance with this somewhere. Absolutely. Um, Assuming unrealistic expectations or, you know, these are things you really need to sit down and talk to your spouse about and find a balance and determine what's realistic in your relationship and what things are unrealistic in your relationship. That's a great conversation to have. So like an example would be sit down and and, and talk about each of those things that we just talked about, all, all 10 of those, and say, what did you expect when we got married? Like literally when we got married, what did you expect would happen in our marriage and do you feel like those were healthy expectations and then talk about the list and if you both feel like yeah like i signed up for that too yeah i thought i thought it would be like that too or mm-hmm. whatever and be like where where are we missing let's rate those areas right and see where our numbers line up like we've said before and find out where that disconnect is because i think all of that list both people are going to say i absolutely expected those things yeah Right? Because we all want respect. We all want trust. We want communication. We all 
wanted to be a partnership and to have compassion and to be intimate, like all those things like are absolutely needed and should be needed and expected in a healthy marriage. I totally agree. So yeah, that's a great conversation to have. And I really think that if you need help diving into a lot of these topics, like where are we rating this? Why are we missing this? Where is that disconnect or that barrier that we talk about to intimacy? Our our sexual intimacy communication workbook and then the emotional one too, even more important. Both workbooks are like step-by-step this is how I feel about this situation, this topic. This is where we need to get help in. And it literally gives you like step-by-step questions to rate and ask each other in all the areas of intimacy. And it really will make those difficult conversations much easier to talk about and help you figure out how do we start these conversations and mm-hmm. have them not you know, turn into an argument or something that's really uncomfortable. So... Um, Go check them out at shop.ultimateintimacy.com. And we also have our Intimacy and Adventure Retreat for March 21st through the 24th of 2024. Uh, Go check it out, and we'd love to see you there. So until next time, we hope all of you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship.